0: All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Living a Rich Life, home edition. I am your host, Rich James. In today's Living a Rich Life recent events, early voting tops 100 million, and that is double the total from 2016. In other news, Hurricane Eta blasted the Nicaraguan coast as a category four storm. Um, in addition, in the North Carolina march, since we talked about voting, there was some voter in, there's a voter intimidation lawsuit that's being filed after police uh, used pepper spray during the march. So that's crazy. Um, and sticking with the theme of voting, Trump suggests he might fire Fauci after the election. I don't know about you guys, but um, I'm not surprised. He's fired everyone else. So with that being said, let's get it going here on living a rich life talk show we intend to inform inspire and remind each other the importance of living a rich life through six principles those principles are good health strong relationships financial freedom goals and achievement extraordinary experiences and philanthropy today we have a great lineup of, of extraordinary change makers our special guests will have you dressing with intention She is known to accomplish her goals and achievements in the realm of entrepreneurship and marketing with such finesse. So with that being said, let's talk about it. Today's special guest is the CEO of this fashion brand that I got to say is just, it, it took me by surprise and I liked what I saw immediately once I had a conversation when we first met. She is the CEO of Paper Made and Paper Press a coach, creator, general manager, and visionary. Please welcome entrepreneur extraordinaire Miss Erin Corley. Welcome. <laughs> What's going on, Alex? Like,
1: thank you for having me. Let me get my shirt. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> well thank you. Thank you for joining. First and foremost, I'm known for tearing up names. So did I pronounce the last name correct? Uh
1: well Erin Corley, that's correct. So
0: that's Corley. great. Uh,
1: okay. Did great with that. Uh, all hundreds across the board. <laughs>
0: All right, good good deal, good deal. Because folks will tell you I will tear up a name in a minute. Um, my producer, Monty, will tell you that for a fact. So first and foremost, uh, tell us where you're from.
1: Um, I'm from Bronx, New York, 2W, uh, the White Plains. Fun fact, grew up living down the block from Slick Wreck. Uh, probably seen him without his eye patch over a dozen times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite sure that's a sight. I don't know if you know, but I'm also a native New Yorker from the Bronx. Um, Marble Hill project. So uh,
1: lucky um, think, you. you're in Maryland now. Lucky you.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> facts, facts, facts. That that's funny. So first and foremost, I, I want to talk about the the name Paper Made. Yeah. Um I noticed in paper the E is missing. So so how did you come up with the name for your business, first and foremost?
1: Well um I've been a I was a child rapper since the age of 13 and um I used to be called Polka the Paper Girl. Um, a lot of people still call me Polka, uh, but when it was time to go ahead and let the brand continue to elevate, we uh we got into the Papermade realm. Uh, naturally, if you go ahead and try to LLC your name and trademark, Maid is already a, a household name to many. You use it for Tupperware and things like that. So um, we had to go ahead and take the E out. Uh, it was perfect timing because around the same year that I created Papermade, I also was baptized. Uh, so, P.A.P.E.R. is an acronym. It stands for Patience, Acceptance, Prayer, Repeat. And I believe if you mm. follow that regimen every day, then you can continue having a fresh thought and
0: accomplish what you dreams. Oh, that's that's sweet. That's, that's sweet. I, I like that. I, I didn't even think about it. I was just thinking about from the creative, creative piece. But actually, you know, the acronym, it, it all falls. in. so I, I appreciate that. And I'm quite sure many folks didn't know that. So, um, again, we like our conversation just flow when that's a beautiful thing. Um, so tell us, what and how did you initially get into fashion? Well, um, I work for a
1: company that I think probably every single person has at least one piece of their clothing in their uh, in their arsenal. It's a company called Adidas. And um, I started off with them as a regular sales associate while trying to pursue my music career and made it all the way up to general manager Spring Street in, uh, in Soho, New York, you know, which was the most renowned flagship. Um, in the country for Adidas, so um, yes. no better way to earn my stripes—no pun intended—through um, <laughs> those ten years, and and just be able to put this fashion love and this expertise under my belt.
0: Right, and I think that's um, I mean that's key. I'm I'm not gonna lie, and it's so funny because when we first met, you know, I, I think you had some apparel on, and yeah. and I was just like, okay, I, I saw I saw the concept, and I was talking to uh to the bartender, mo' dirty. Mixologist. Yeah, same, uh, Morgan. And, and ex- exactly. So we started having conversation. And, and one of the things, like I said, you're a, a Morgan State alumni like myself. Yeah. And um, I, I said, you know, I, I need to have a conversation with her. And I think I, I should be a good piece to, to be on the show. So that was uh, that's how that all materialized. And then I didn't know he was from New York, but I said, I, I think she's from New York. I think yeah, she's from yeah. New York. So, um, and you know, and, and right then immediately. So again, folks we have Aaron Corley on living a rich life we're talking about paper made products i see that you do have a few things back there um you have some hats but before we get into that let's dig into how the whole paper made came to be now how long have you been in business
1: uh established 2019
0: okay okay so so this is so we have an exclusive here tonight yeah right? you
1: know uh, fun fact about me rich uh i uh I used to talk a whole lot being a rapper, but I've enjoyed being behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. I deliberately haven't had a fashion show. I deliberately haven't had a release party. I deliberately haven't had a lot of talk. I've just been doing a lot of work, a lot of learning, a lot of training within myself and just perfecting my craft. Uh, this year feels good. Uh, and this year I want to start not only, you know, letting the paper made exude through the clothing, but also through myself. So just thank you for the opportunity. And it's all been strategic. So, Right. Uh,
0: this is not by mistake. Absolutely. Absolutely. You look like someone that studies their craft, first and foremost. So uh, I understand that. Now, again, like I said, we met we met at a, 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 a nighttime event. What is your favorite piece of clothing in your line and, and why?
1: Uh, well, no pun intended. Um, if you know me and I'm not working, uh, wearing dress clothes, I'm wearing that hat. Uh, My mom probably is sick of it at this point because I mess up all the family pictures and all the good outfits because I always have a daggone hat on. Um, Even through my morning years, I was the individual that had the big Yankee cap. You know, New Yorkers, we used to wear the hats that were oversized. So um, that's how my company was built. It was actually built on hats. Uh, So in the background, you see there's three different variations. I usually wear my hats to the back so you can see that one to the front. And this hat right here. Uh, is where it all started at. That is no love, just paper. So you see um, a heart, and then you see the the actual like, you know, like, no, we don't want that love, we just want the paper. And right. believe it or not, when I established in 2019, um, I decided to drop the hat the week of Valentine's Day. Uh, go and do a lot of no love, if that makes sense, and I wanted to give other people motivation to go outside and be your best self on Valentine's Day. Don't stay cooped up in the house and don't be depressed, you know, just focus on yourself, focus on your growth, and figure out how to make yourself smile. And I said, you know what, I can do that through a hat. So Rich, not only did I sell the hat, and it came out in black, I also gave it a little bag with some little tissue paper, and I was like giving people like Valentine's Day gifts for the right. individuals that didn't have dates. So that was my little strategy when I first came out. <laughs>
0: uh, nice, nice, nice. And I, and I think that's good. Like I said, our show is all about inspiring, informing others, and again, I think the inspiration of how it came to be is always good. Now, right. what, what other um, labels you have on the hat? Are, are there different designs on the hat? Or is that... Yeah, a so this one colors? will be classic.
1: This is called our, staple, uh, our paper
0: staple. This is our first ever distressed
1: hat. So this is like our signature cap. This is the cap that's going to be timeless. So when you go ahead and log on to that website today, next month, next year, this hat is here to stay. Um, and again, some of these things that I learned from my, uh, my tenure with Adidas, you always have to have things that are everlasting that a timeless, that won't change. So you see that PM mm-hmm. team in the back clean yeah. and you see that paper
0: made in the front clean. Uh, I'm a, a, a
1: big person that's built on less is more. So, you know, sometimes you might get a little busyness out of me. But for the most part, we just want to make sure we give you things that you can wear regardless of where you're at.
0: Right, right. And, and again can you let's let's share with them um your your website information while we add it sure. uh,
1: that's www.papermade.com. that's p a p r no e and um it's called the paper shop so you know
0: enjoy okay now you mentioned uh i asked you the question and you went right with the hats but i will say there you go it's it's all about the paper baby <laughs>
1: And that's another staple piece. That's it right there. That's our staple staple gray with navy blue. Um, We call that neighborhood blue um, around my neighborhood and where I'm from. I came up with two silhouettes to that particular sweatsuit, first in gray with the navy blue, the second in gray with the yellow. Now, something that nobody from the Bronx knows that I'm about to drop the bomb now is that those yellow and blue come from my junior high school because I went to St. Francis of Assisi on Baychester Avenue, and that was my school colors. So that was the
0: motivation, for, um for that launch right there. So fun fact. Shout out to Nice, board. nice. Right? See, I like to believe. See, everyone has a story. So right now, I'm part of the paper made team right here. So anytime you need a model, you know, I'm, I think I'm gonna get, <laughs> I'm gonna get something for for all the folks on my team. So, for so sure. Monty, I know you're listening. What's uh, we're gonna get your size before the end of this show? Because I know you about you're about the paper.
1: <laughs> yeah, and um, when you get your first piece of paper made, uh, we make sure that we always remind you so you never forget that you are officially paper made. And if you ask why, then we tell you it's the paper
0: <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I, I like that model. I like that model. Um, so, how do you go about designing your apparel and creating, you know, I mean, great slogans like "Mining the paper that pays me"? <laughs> so, to be honest, um.
1: You know, some of these quotes can come from conversation just with me and my friends. Um, and sometimes it can just be me maybe listening to a rap song or saying something regular. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna take that word out and we're going to use paper. So when you think about, you know, patience, acceptance, prayer, repeat, I'm minding the paper that pays me because my patience, my acceptance for my talents, all my prayer and me repeating that cycle, that's what pays me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I liked that. I like that. I, I, I got to say, again, I don't know if it's a New York thing, but that same concept I came with, be inspired to live a rich life. So, That's you know, it, it, it all falls into play. And I think, again, you're definitely passionate about your craft and, and your business. So it always, it always shows them someone's uh, very, very uh, passionate about their, 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 their work and their dreams. Um, so speaking of dreams, yeah. So do, do you have a dream collaboration that you would like to have with your brand? You know,
1: I bet you everybody would probably say Adidas, but no thank you. I mean, if they come my way, I wouldn't say no, but that's probably not the first choice. You know, um, oh man, any, I mean, who wouldn't want to work with Virgil? I mean, imagine paper made with a little bit of off-white. Mm-hmm. Imagine us putting that on something flannel. Making it about
0: twenty five hundred dollars a flannel, why not? <laughs> <laughs> now look, I know I know my producer. Sometimes we have a conversation in the in the in the beginning of the show, but Monty, what 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 do you think about that? You ain't got no thoughts on that? No, thoughts, no thoughts. He might he might have stepped away. He be he's he multi I'm still here. Sometimes. I'm here, but you know, I'm 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 and glued and Gross in election <laughs> coverage right now. Sorry, right? <laughs> right, got it. And hold on, Since this is a live interview. I gotta knock
1: at the door. And y'all can't be nosy. Hold on one
0: second. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gonna stay with us, right? <laughs> That's funny. So, no, just... uh, yeah, Monnie, she's uh, she does some fashion, she got some pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. I know, um, Aldo, Aldo, I got Aldo a, a hat from one of the other guests. Oh, I yeah, had, he looks humble. Yeah,
1: there
0: we so, go. All right, just just like that, just like that. I, I only a New Yorker, only a New Yorker would do that in an interview. You <laughs> do know that,
1: right? I mean, listen, I gotta have company. I'm
0: young, I'm vibrant. I gotta live some life. That's what okay, you're okay, about. all right. Um, so let's let me ask you a question. Who gave you the the personal imp- inspiration to be who you are today as an entrepreneur? Um, and who would you like to give a quick shout out to and a thank you? Well, uh, I would say like my
1: colleagues, you know, um, one of the blessings we're going to Morgan State is that we had the opportunity just to not only uh, get an education, but be able to grow with so many people that when you look, you know, 10, 15 years ahead, you know, we're doing a great job. And it's been like a silent, friendly competition. So I would say my Morgan alumni, um, first and foremost, um, from that perspective, Uh, My grandfather is my biggest inspiration that really um, helped me push me through the door He passed away this past February and um, we had these little CDs I'm gonna tell you a fun story real quick. It's funny. Don't get too sad about my grandfather. He was in his 80s He lived his life. So okay, uh, Uncle Todd who's a Morgan alumni as well. I'm in a queue um, He uh, took a video of my grandfather before his dementia kicked in and he my grandfather told each one of us what he wanted from us before he lost his memory, which I thought was phenomenal. So romantic of my uncle. And my grandfather told me that I have plenty of ideas and plenty of talents. But the only way I'm going to be successful is if I pick one and I give it everything I got. And I was able to listen to that. And that was the, the ammunition to keep me going and for me to be focused on paper made and solely paper made and just give it all I got. Um, from a designing perspective, uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, a Bronx native, um, older gentleman named Al. Uh, he taught me this craft, and I didn't even know I was learning. Um, I used to just go and, you know, drop off 24 pieces of clothes and ask him to press him for me. He was a little older, so he took too long. So after a while, he'd say, well, you can help me. And then um, I used to end up staying at the shop. Sometimes I would get there at 2 in the afternoon. I wouldn't leave before in the morning. And, you know, when I think back, you know, that year in 2019 was my learning years, and I learned so much. To the um, point
0: where I was able to put the paper shop upstairs on the top floor of my home. Ah, uh, nice, nice. So, so let's talk about that, right? Because one thing, like I said, we're very candid on the show. We're, we're, we're very, I'm at a point where I'm drastically honest, and um, you know, I'm not perfect. So, because you gave me some business earlier today, which I appreciate. <laughs> um, I love the personal touch. I, when I saw this on the sleeve, yes, right. I tried it on, and it fits very well. It fits Copy. very well. Copy. <laughs> <laughs> Copy. Right. So so let's so let's talk about that. Um, because you give that personal, you give that kind of that that touch, right? And again, the shop is upstairs. So you press all your shirts currently by hand, and it was delivered in a nice plastic bag, y'all. It was just it was just beautiful. The the presentation was nice. So as you continue to grow, because that's where I see this going, um, how are you going to continue to give it that personal touch as you expand to greater numbers?
2: I smile
1: because I'm um, shout out to my chief marketing um officer, uh, Shad, uh, who can't wait till I get out the shop. Right. Um, so the goal is to eventually get out the shop. Um, and the goal is to continue to expand my other company paper press. So I currently have my first employee, which I'm really proud of. And, um, uh, my employees going through, um, I guess the internship process where they're actually learning how to work in the shop in and out. Um, The goal is for that person to be able to learn the craft and being able to teach other individuals so we can start being able to hire more employees to start being able to uh, run the shop. Um, With my uh, daytime job, uh, I'm probably a couple of years from saying bye. But for right now, I'm giving it all I got. And um, the goal is to open up my own paper press shop. So when we open that shop, we're going to continue mass producing, do um, paper press. Uh, but right now, we're starting from the bottom, all from the muscle. Um, so the shop is is able not to only service me, but we also service non paper made clients as well. And it's been doing well. So no, Erin is not upstairs all by herself. Um, mm-hmm. We definitely got the crew up there. I'm very strategic on how much I show. Um, but, the, uh, but my employee, uh, fun fact, used to work for me at Adidas as well, so very trusted. And um and I, I'm just I just I'm I'm excited. You know, one thing about being an entre- entrepreneur I'm sure you can relate, you just figure it out. I woke up one day and I needed an employee. I woke up the next day and said I need to train this person. And I woke up the third day and said I need to trust this person. And um one of the things, Rich, that I'll be honest about, I'm having trouble uh with, with letting my baby go at that capacity. So my new worker can do everything but press the shirts down. I get so freaked out. When I'm like, all right, I'm going to leave her in the shop and she's going to just make everything. No. So right now she cuts and she fails and I still press down every single item that every single person wears. Hopefully uh 2021 will be absolutely the last year we do that.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I, all I know is if it keeps looking like this and this is a good quality sweatshirt. Um and it it just really is, is a good quality sh- square shirt, it's a good product, y'all. So 70%, again, cotton,
1: talk- 30% polyester, so it's not a hundred percent cotton fit and fail. It's to give it an extra little bit of stretch and also to prevent shrinkage when you dry
0: Yes, yes. So we got a couple of folks that's uh making some say that's great advice. Uh yes, indeed. Give one thing everything you have. So you got some folks gonna take that advice and uh deep. Profound wisdom, and that's my well, executive. Director.
1: Well, thank you to whoever's watching. That's, that's <laughs> <So> thank
0: you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's keep let let's let's keep it going. Let, let, let's Uh-oh, keep it going. crazier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about some challenging times, right? Tell yeah. us about a moment in your developing your brand that was challenging, yet you overcame that obstacle victoriously.
1: So when I started PaperMade, I was no longer working for Adidas. So I basically used all of the money I had saved up to start my brand. And um, I was still actively looking for work. And this it, it wasn't happening as fast as I thought. So uh, I got to a point where I, I won't specify which, uh, which collection, but I got to a point where I got the collection that I was very sure about. You couldn't tell me nothing. This was it. <laughs> and, um, and, we, and we mass produced. And it was right before um, a few of my first pop-up shops. And I remember going back to see Al and it was like a like one strip of the sweater was the wrong color. And, you know, I don't have a lot of money. So we pressed up like two dozens of this. This was this was intense, you know? Right, right. And I'm like about to lose it because I had to like travel the next day to do a pop-up shop and these 24 pieces were essential. Um, I ended up having a you know, repress another 24 and we made the mistake twice. Mm. So at this point we had to end up cut an additional uh, vinyl um, and placing it on top of the mistake, which helped me grow as a a designer as well, and we were able to get it done. Um, While that was happening, that was just the apparel, I had another company, which I won't mention out of respect, um, pressing up my hats to match the actual shirt and when they made the hats they uh, basically uh, did not produce 100 hats correctly. Um, Every single hat was defective. And again, this was like all the, this was like a lot of the bread that I had left in my little cookie jar, you know, um, with the right. other things that were already going on with Paper Made. So it put me in a place where I had to take a little bit of time off this to build some more money. And it was really humbling because, you know, maybe once, twice, maybe three times, I was just like, man, let me stick a fork in this, man. Maybe this was a bad idea. And um, a lot of people probably didn't realize, um, you know, we put up to a hiatus um, that year for about five to six months. And um and and, and for transparency, my my grandfather passed away. COVID started jumping and picking up. And um, this is a real story. This is not a gimmick to make people go wow. <laughs> right, um, right, right. And I decided, you know what? Um, after watching this video that my grandfather spoke about, if I have the time and opportunity, I'm relaunching Paperman. Lo and behold, here goes Trump with all this crazy ish, and he's like stimulus check for everybody. So I took Mm -hmm. the twelve hundred dollars stimulus check, and I brought equipment, and I said, "I'm not worrying about people messing up my designs anymore. I'm gonna go ahead and control that. I'm gonna control that narrative." And I spent the twelve hundred dollars, and I opened up my shop. Um, Even though I opened up the shop, I didn't have any. I didn't have any ideas. So I'm watching all of this stuff, or seeing that on my TV every day about this pandemic, 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 pandemic. And let me show you what I made.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, we are talking with Aaron Crawley. Um, living a so, rich life here and we're showing some products here. She stepped away So what I made quick.
1: was something called paper Paperdemic. So, um, and I defined it. It's, uh, and I let you have to be able to pronounce it so you can be able to pronounce paper demic. Okay. And it's a sudden outbreak of entrepreneurs and creators. Wow. So I was thinking about the pandemic and I was just like, this is so crazy. In my day job, I had to like lay off like 47 people. I was sitting here and I was just so depressed. And I'm like, this pandemic is crazy. So I remember having dinner, went to sleep, and I woke up in a sweat. And I this is not a, this is not a makeup, you know. And i mm-hmm. and I was just like, paper demic. I was like, that's it. I woke up, <laughs> I reached out to my homeboy that does my mock-ups. I'm like, this is it, this is it. Shout out to Emmanuel Everett. And um, and then we 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 went off from there. Um that shirt was the rebirth of Paper Man. Um, I sold well over hundred of those shirts humbly. And um, I just want to thank everybody for just jumping on, you know, during this crucial time in America and in the world, and just supporting my brand and, and giving me the confidence to come back and come back stronger
0: than ever. Well, well, one thing about living a rich life—we are a, a giving organization. So make it one oh one. I like mine in the XL, please. <laughs> you got it, sir. <laughs> All right, good, good, good my, deal, my good deal. That'd be
1: my pleasure. Good, good
0: deal. Pleasure. And, and 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 matter of fact, I'll, I'll find out from a couple of my team members. So we'll we'll talk about that. Um, my executive director, she's actually doing some stuff, and she has her own business as well. And you know, she's going to take a little st- time away from the show um, to make sure, and we're going to make sure her brand gets out there a whole lot more. So I just wanted okay. to give that shout out to my uh, executive director, Carla Ross. She's been phenomenal. So she's not resigning, but she's taking a step back. So. Um, now let's get back to this because this this paper made joint this this I'm 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 hype I'm telling okay. you I'm hype I'm gonna get me What's another up? shirt you you was holding out on me you was you was holding out on me no you, and
1: all right that, and that shirt in the extra large would be on me too so that's, that's that's
0: that's courtesy of paper made all right so let's have a little fun now what what two songs or artists are in, are in repeat in your music library right now you said you you know used to do some music tell us who's in your in your your music library uh, right now. They're going to think I'm so New
1: York and they so crazy. Uh, right now, um, I listen to 27 Summers by Nas every day on the way to work. Okay, um, okay. So check out Nas's new album. And uh, one of his uh, his artists, Dave East, um, he dropped an incredible uh, album as well, um, Karma 3. And his intro record is called Handsome. And um, for some reason, you know that that record really, really identifies with me. So if you guys have never listened to Dave East, especially being from Baltimore, definitely log on. Um, and again, that record is called Handsome. Uh, you know, it's basically what that record is basically about. It's like nobody was basically uh, paying me any mind, you know, mm-hmm. and now they're calling me handsome. <laughs> so okay. they won't call me handsome. They might say I'm pretty, but I just remember. A lot of the times when things weren't going this great, you know, and um, wasn't getting a whole lot of phone calls,
0: right, wasn't getting right. a whole
1: lot of love, wasn't getting a whole lot of attention. But now people made this thriving. The confidence was where I needed to be within myself. Um, I've been patient with my process, and now my phone won't stop ringing, and everybody wants to keep calling me handsome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well said. I, I, I got to tell you, I know how that is. It's, it's nice to have those, the phone ring. It's even nicer to have it ring when it's actual people that give you good advice and actually have your well-being at heart. So right. there, there, there is that difference. My phone rings a whole lot more than I, I care for it right now, but when the right folks ring it, I, I make sure I answer it. so for sure yeah that's 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 definitely that's definitely uh, 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 something to remember. All right, so we're gonna keep this going on. Okay, so hidden talents. That's a question that I, I like to ask. Hidden talents. Do you have any hidden talents? Now, you, you mentioned, we know you're a creative, a visionary. Yeah, you want something that my team did not find, which is pretty hard, by the way.
1: Yeah, because you can Google me. I'm everywhere. I'm Google. I'm, I'm Google savvy. <laughs> Thank the Lord. It's been quite a journey. Y'all guys know I rap. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I can tell you guys the opposite. Because uh, Can maybe you I'm, Can, I'm you, can you swim?
0: Can you swim? Yeah. Can you swim? Um,
1: not really. Um, (laughs) I can, um, I can, uh, like do a little bit of this, but, um, I would never go in any water I can't stand in. (laughs) Uh, I can't tell you about great things. I I can draw. I'm sure you guys figured I can draw, I gotta create the clothes. Um, I play basketball, uh, all the way uh, through my freshman year of college. I think you guys know that already. Uh, I I rap, I wrote some songs for a couple of people as well. But one thing people probably don't know is that I can't dance for anything.
0: There you go. (laughs) I cannot
1: dance. Um, If I have a basketball in my hair, then I got a little rhythm. If I got a mic in my hand, I might give you a little box and take (laughs) those two things away. It's horrible. (laughs)
0: There there, there you go. We're gonna get it out of you one way or the other. All right, so you mentioned mentioned drawing. So let's talk about some fashion, um, some wildest fashion or designs. Um, that kind of make you cringe what is the wildest like fashion or design
1: i don't like tassels
0: oh <laughs> it makes me feel itchy <laughs> tassels you don't like yeah, okay that like, that was easy i no
1: tassels no shop like and i met Jeremy scott he's awesome but like when those things start hanging off the coats and stuff i'm not i'm not into it i'm okay
0: okay okay um we're going to keep going with the the theme of this, this paper maze so tell us um, can you explain to us what it takes to make a three-color all-vinyl press <laughs> and any other specialties you create for paper-made?
1: Uh, patience. Uh, and uh, well, I simply put, when you do a three-color press, you basically um, have to cut three different colors of vinyl. So just to give you an example, um, since I have the shirt here, if I was doing paper-demic, I would have to cut just the paper-demic and white. Well, let's say I wanted to make the, the way that this was actually spelt in blue, I would have to actually mm-hmm. cut that in blue, peel out every single letter that has to be peeled. If I wanted to keep the bottom red, then I would have to do that for red. Not only do I have to cut and peel each one, when I do the white, you got to press. When I do the blue, you got to press. When I do the red, you got to press. I'll peel all that plastic off, and after that, I'll take my parchment sheet, I'll put that jammy on to make it feel nice, and then i press again. So then I gotta make sure that sleeve is happening. So then I gotta put that sleeve down. You gotta press again. Then when you get your garments for me, I don't want you to be looking at me like I'm crazy. So I gotta make sure I press that for you. You gotta press again. And um, if you're getting a whole sweatsuit, then I gotta repeat the process for you.
0: Yes. So I'll only assume again. I got mine. Yeah, that's
1: one color. That's a double press. So you get paper made press once
0: and then a the paper made on your sleeve press second. And after that, that we're done and done. Okay. Uh, it was nicely folded, by the way. I just had to try it on because this is going to be tonight's attire. we go on, to, yeah, we're going take out. Take your
1: time out there. You, you might you might get everything you dreamed of in the paper made jogger suit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be sure to let you know how it goes. I'll be sure to let you know how it goes.
1: Keep me post. Um, I, might, I might put my tip jar on
0: your car. <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, Tell us what else that um, is there anything else that people out there should know? I I do like this one question I I mainly ask, um, but what else that folks should know about not just you, but, um, you know, paper made what it takes to be uh, an entrepreneur? What advice would you give?
1: (laughs) You have to be ready to uh, to not be sure sometimes and um, you have to be ready to trust your instincts. Uh, You have to also be ready to be uncomfortable. You know, um, I think a lot of the times when I talk to some of my entrepreneur friends, um, they say that sometimes their breakthroughs is through their most troubled times. The times when their back is against the wall, they don't know what to do. When that light comes on and you figure it out, that's that's what I'm about right now, figuring it out. You usually get to that next level. Um, And, you know, when I talk to a lot of my colleagues or when I follow people that, you know, inspire me, they never stop. You know, and if they did, they got back on the on the bike and kept on riding if they lose their leg again. So if there was any advice, just don't stop. And every time the going to gets tough, figure it out. Um, I uh, read a couple. I read some books from here and there, and I don't remember the author's name, um, but she makes these books about being awesome. I think her name is Jen Sinetta. C- and um, she basically said, um, when you're at a point where you get into a roadblock, the average person would be like, "That's my sign to quit." She goes, "The ones that are above average are the ones that take that roadblock as opportunity to try again."
0: Excellent, excellent, excellent advice. Excellent advice. I think having a good support system um, helps as well. Because again, my my team keeps me going. They keep me focused. You um, know, uh, you mentioned Monty's name a couple of times. I look forward to Wednesdays especially now um, that not in the studio. So, right. That's always something to, to, to look forward to. All right. So this is the main question that we ask Aaron and here on living a rich life. Um, okay. It's not a trick question. Uh, what does living a rich life mean to you?
1: Uh, financial freedom. Um, you know, this is what I think me and my friends talk about the most. That's why I feel like I have the right friends. Um, just try to set yourself up in a way where you can be able to have access to all of the things that you need and all the things that you want. Um, Without, you know, burning yourself out, you know, um, without you not being able to enjoy it, and uh, and having great credit through it all, so you can keep on obtaining, keep on opening more businesses, and continuing to, to employ and enrich people that want to be just like you.
0: Ah, okay, okay. Again, let's tell folks where they can find you, uh, your all your social media tags, as well as the website. Can we share that with them once more? So uh,
1: my personal Instagram page where you can shop one as well is Poker Paper. Uh, so that's P-O-C-A underscore paper, P-A-P-R, no E. Uh, you can follow the Paper Made page. That's P-A-P-R, no E, M-A-D-E. You also can uh, follow our shop page. That's Paper Press, P-A-P-R, no E, Press. Uh, go to our website, The Paper Shop. That's www.papermade.com. Again, no E in paper. And um, also, if you just want to go on some adventures of Poker the Paper Girl, if you uh Google Poker the Paper Girl and actually uh keep the E in paper, you might find some stuff that I might regret showing you guys ahead of time. But it's some great raps, maybe a couple of good <laughs> songs before the dreads. And, uh, yeah, if you like it, leave a comment on YouTube or wherever you find the great stuff at. Cecilia,
0: what's going on from New York? I appreciate that. I can see that. Yeah, good deal. Good deal. Well, I want to thank you for for joining the show. Um, What's going to happen now is uh, we'll make sure you get the link to the show. Um, Folks are watching it live now, and we appreciate them. Um, At the end of the day, you know, I just want you to continue to be inspired to live a rich life, and thank you for tuning in. Again, this was an exclusive interview. Happened here first. Paper Made. Just don't forget about us when you when you get big.
1: One more thing on behalf of Paper Made. Uh anybody that's watching this podcast including your whole entire team, when you go on to papermade.com and then at checkout you put in paper love. That's P A P R L O V E all in caps. 10% courtesy of the Paper Made team. And that's our way of saying thank you and we appreciate you uh, for giving me the opportunity to speak on behalf of the company. Thank you.
0: All right, thanks a lot, Aaron. I'll talk to you soon. Yes, please, and the extra-large is coming your way. All right. Um, All right, now. All right. There you have it, paper made. Uh, That was our special guest, Aaron Crowley. Let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. Our next featured guest, um, he is, uh, I like to say, a self-proclaimed number one crowd pleaser, but I think that's a good title. Um, His sound is like no other. Every time I hear it, um, I keep it moving, I keep it shaking. Uh, his energy is right, his smile is even better, and his heart is even bigger. Please welcome DJ Protocol. What's good, brother? Hello. Hello, Rick. <laughs> My God, how's it going? Going well, man. How are you? I I am well. I am well. I want to thank you for joining today and, and being our featured guest. So let, let's let's get right into it. How about that? yeah uh, that's fine, man. Thank you for having me. All right. So first and foremost, the one thing I noticed is DJ Protocol. So how'd you come up with that name? And uh, and the spelling of it too. Oh, okay.
2: So yes, yeah, so, But, you know it's very unique. Um well, protocol. Basically, what happened was I came up with that name. Um, protocol. When you when you look it up, it means basically um, military. It's, it's militant, and it um, it also means like basically to uh, have order. So um, when I was thinking about DJ and I was thinking about protocol, um, I was thinking about something. When you hire a DJ or when you ask for a DJ, um, you ask for a DJ. You you expecting one thing you expecting to have great music, a great time, something uh memorable. So I was thinking, you know what? Protocol. You know what I'm saying? It's protocol for me when I come here. Only. Hey, you want to. Hey, I'm hiring. You. All right. It's protocol. It's protocol that I make sure that we have a good time. It's protocol that I make sure that we I make this this moment or your event memorable. And then how I came up with the two with the P.R.O. number two. So basically protocol P.R.O.T.O.C.O.L. I just took that that TO, just added that number two.
0: Um you know, it just added the number two just to give it a little flavor. That's all that was. Just to give it a little nice. flavor. Okay. I, I like it. I like the name, the concept where it came from. I, I gotta tell you, is it's it's creative. It's definitely creative. Um, for those that are watching and just tuning in, we have uh DJ Protocol. So protocol, where, where tell us where you're from?
2: I'm from born and raised from Brooklyn, New York. Um right in the heart of Brooklyn and Betford-Stuyvesant, um, okay. right where everybody is known from. All your big rappers, your Jay-Z's and your and your and, your, and, your biggies and all that kind of stuff, right in the heart. I was right in the heart okay. of it. I went to school and everything, right in them same areas that these guys making videos and all that kind of stuff. from. Um, that's where I'm from.
0: All right. All right, so let's talk about this trip of, of, of DJing and how it came to be. Uh, I want you to talk to us about a trip, um, how your trip to Deep Creek with friends Begin your DJ or MCing journey from the kitchen. <laughs> Shucks, that's dope. So uh, yeah, so a couple years ago, I believe about five years ago, back
2: in 2014, um, I went to a uh, to Deep Creek, obviously with some friends. They had a karaoke machine in there, and um, you know, the we they was just playing music off the karaoke machine. Um, you know what I'm saying? They had a little boombox thing, and I seen a microphone. So me, only thing I did was just go in there, I turned the lights off. I took the microphone and I started acting, you know what I'm saying? Just acting crazy on the microphone, talking on the microphone, just imitating other guys that I've heard as DJs, just imitating them. You know what I'm saying? And um, I was playing songs off my phone. So I put another hot song on, a song that I know. I'm like, you know what? Let me put this one. And then I had the microphone off it. The, and then a friend of mine was like, yo, you DJ? And I was like, nah, I do DJ. They was like, yo, you might want to look into it and ever since then ever since then i took that idea you know i slept on it i slept on it and then i ended up a couple weeks right after i left deep creek i ended up meeting a friend and he was actually a dj and he was like yeah i'm a dj i'm like yo, i've been thinking about getting into it and from then i took it and ran with it man took it and nice, ran with nice. it
0: nice yeah yeah i heard you say that that's dope yeah my team i tell you my team they do some research man we, yeah. we live in a rich life. They do some research. I see research. that. I see I, that. That's super dope, man. I I, I I love the stories that I've, you know, we had our guest on earlier, Aaron, um, with Paper Made. And I, I love the stories that come with how folks come to be. I mean, I, I just love it. And I think it's definitely inspiring. So folks that's watching, we have DJ Protocol. Um, and let's tell them how they can get a hold of you um for future events. Let's let's do that right quick. Okay, so all
2: social media, uh, you got my Facebook um, is DJ Protocol on Facebook. Um, on Instagram, it's It's Protocol. That's I-T-S Protocol. And that's P-R-O, the number two, C-O-L. So It's Protocol on Instagram. And then on, obviously, you could email me. Everything is the same as my as everything for um, emails. So it's It's Protocol at gmail.com. It's Protocol at yahoo.com. Anything, It's Protocol. That's, just, okay. that's the easiest way
0: to reach me. All right. Good, good deal. Good deal. We'll make sure we get that out the way. So what's your main style or genre you love to mix? Is there
2: a specific uh, So I like, I'm, I'm really into the R&B, man. R&B is just a whole vibe with me. So I, I like my R&B. Um, I like my old, my old hip hop, uh, my old school hip hop. I like my uh, 2000s era. And to be honest with you, I like my, I'm, I like the soul music. So I'm into the, you know, the, the old school back in the nineties and the, the, the early eighties and the, you know what I'm saying? The late eighties mm-hmm. as
0: well. Right. Okay. Um, what, so tell us what's a common myth about MC or DJ DJing that you can debunk for us here on living a rich life. Um, so, so I, for MCing, what, or DJing, what's something that, you know, we, we you know, cause some folks like, hey, I can do this, or some folks, this is not that hard, or folks might be, hey, uh, what are is no. pushing buttons. What's what's something that you would say is a, a yeah, so I got
2: good? as is you gotta you know what? The crazy thing is I thought it would have been easy too, but you know what? Yeah, when you some a lot of people are like, you know what, it's just pushing a button, or you just gotta know the music and all that kind of stuff. But honestly, learning to read the crowd, that's where that's where that's where it comes. That's where it's hard at. You got to read that crowd. If you if you can't read the crowd, if you can't once, you got to understand like, all right, I know now i got two or three people now on the floor. I know this is the era that this is what they're, you know, this is, I can get them from here. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So um, reading the crowd, just pushing the button and playing a song and all that kind of stuff, people would think it'd be easy. But you got to keep that crowd going. You know what I'm saying? I could play one song and I get everybody up and going and all that kind of stuff. But if you don't got something else that's going to come right in, it's hard. It's it's very hard. You got to keep them going. You got to keep them up. You got to keep them engaged. And then that's another thing, bringing emceeing into it, talking to your crowd, letting your crowd understand that, you know what? I'm playing a song, but I'm here partying with y'all. You know what I'm saying? And that goes a long way. So just playing the music is that it gets you. That will get you to the door, you know what I'm saying? But you gotta get all the way
0: in. You gotta talk to them, you know what I'm saying? You gotta get on the microphone, you gotta sweat with them, you gotta, you know, come out and do a two-step with them, two sometimes if you got to. Okay, okay. So we got a we got a question from a viewer. Um, and a comment, a comment and a question for you. Okay. So Dag, DJing has evolved so much over the past 10 years, especially with the digital innovations. What do you think is the biggest change to DJing? you experienced
2: okay so um so i started
0: question cecilia
2: that i started off with um with digital um but my uncles and growing up they were all djs in new york city and they used turntables and they used the cd disc and all that kind of stuff so um i was around it i know about it but i started off with the digital um but from what i can from what i've been taught and mentor and all my mentors, um, they taught me even with me going back and trying to learn the stuff from before. Um, it's, it's a lot better. The, the transition from using your crates and using your, you know, your, your turntables and having to find a track and hurry up and get it on and and cue it right. Now it was just straight to your computer and I could cue everything right where I wanted and just press a button. So, um, to answer the question, it's 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 a lot easier now with the digital than it was before that I know of. Like I said, I personally um, never used turntables personally, but I have been on them. Um, like I said, I was raised up around them. Um, but the new, the computer being the music on a computer and not having to find the actual song through a crate and all that kind of stuff right, is right.
0: huge, 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 right. man, huge. Okay. All right, let's keep well. Let's let's keep it going. We got the folks uh, watching again. We have DJ Protocol here on Living a Rich Life, B Exposed Radio. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we will expose you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. we got a question from, from Jeremy. Um, uh, what's your my go-to God, song to get what's your go-to song to get the crowd going? A go-to song to get the
2: crowd going? Yes. Ah. A go-to song to get the crowd going at all times. It depends on your event. It really depends on your event. Um, So you have your younger crowds, and then you have your, you know, you have your 30 and over, and then you have your, you know, your 45, 50. So it depends on the the crowd. But um, depending on the crowd sometimes, I mean, I have some go-tos if that's the case. But a lot of people, a lot of – I gear a lot of the stuff to the females. So, I, I I play songs that the females were singing. Once I get the females, the guys they'll slowly but surely start to make their way in because they too cool. Right now, the clubs,
0: the parties, the guys is way too cool. Um, so if I well, let you, me, I don't let let, let, let me let me, uh, let me interject there. So okay. I think that's a I think that when you talk about the age thing, yeah. I'm, I'm a little old school, right? Okay. You know, and Jay says it best. You know, you know when it comes to the, with the ladies, you know. They, they, I'm I'm trying to get and dance with the ladies, and I'm not too cool. I am cool, but I'm yeah, not yeah. too cool to get out there and dance, right? Uh-huh. The younger crowd, this younger generation—that's where you get there. yeah it's Yeah, a young, yeah, a young Thundercat, right? The the,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Oh, I yeah. love it. I love it.
2: Right. Yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, to an exact, a specific song, I would be I'd be wrong to give one specific song. So I really got to say. To Jeremy, I really choose depending on the crowd, and um, you know the crowd that I have there. The, the you know the age that I'm 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 um, I'm performing to, or entertaining, or anything like that. Um, so it's a lot of songs I could go. I don't want to I don't want to mm. say one song. you be like, you won't play that, no, you won't play this because it really depends on the type of crowd that I'm working with.
0: Okay, all right, all right. All right. So the so one thing I enjoy um, watching you perform. Um, is, is the music and, and you got such a good, you got good energy and you're always laughing. So I mm-hmm. appreciate that every time yeah. we've, every time we've been together, it's, it's always a barrel full of laughs. Appreciate so, so tell us a funny story. Tell us a funny story about a gig or a session that not many are aware of. Cause I know there's some funny stuff happening. Oh my here. God. So listen, I had a,
2: I had an event in Philadelphia. Um, I did this event in Philadelphia it was a, a charity event. It's pretty cool, it's, you know, um, and it was around the time that I just started getting out there and I ended, I was DJing and I was feeling it and I was energy. I was having all the energy, feeling it, you know, doing, I, I feel like I was probably doing a little too much because I ended up bumping, <laughs> I ended up bumping one of the buttons that's on the controller and it ended up playing the song that is playing and then the song that i wanted to play at the same time so i'm trying to like switch it and at the same time i'm learning the controller because now i'm like what button is it because now i can hear what i want to play and i can hear what's playing now at the same time and normally you got to switch it over you know what i'm saying before the, the crowd hears what your next song is so they both on they not leveled properly so it's all off Everybody turned around They look. <laughs> I just stopped. I just swiftly just stopped talking to the microphone. Who having a birthday? Who's having a birthday? Let's talk birthdays.
0: <laughs> Shout out to
2: my Libras. Who i to this oh, month, man. you know what I'm saying? That's
0: funny. Yo, I'm telling you,
2: had to fix that. As soon as I fixed that, oh my God, that was hard. That was a hard moment for me. That
0: was really yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah, we, we we sometimes have moments like that um, on, on radio. Yeah. Either a guest's gonna be late or a guest doesn't show up or something, but we usually have to, you know, mind over matter kind of set yeah, type of course. That's funny. That's of that's course. funny. Of course, yeah. Um, so you know, they say things like music soothes the, the savage beast and all that other good stuff. Oh, um nice. with the power of music at your fingertips. Um, Can you tell us your why for choosing to impact the world through DJ? Because you are impacting the world through that. You uh, just you're an intelligent young man. Yeah. Um, You're definitely impacting the world. So. So tell us, why did you feel, you know, DJing was a, a, an avenue or a method to do that?
2: I mean, music, when you listen to a certain song. The first thing you either do is you, you're getting ready to enjoy yourself with a song that's one of your favorite songs or a song that you remember that is a good song. Um, you have lyrics that's in certain songs that take you back to a path, a path, uh, a past that you've gone through before, or in that exact moment that you're in. Um, you have music or songs that you've heard back before that made you think, you know what, I was going through a time, you know, a hard time then, or hey, I remember. And it's like a journey. So I always felt like with music, I wanted to be that guy that take you back and remember those good times. There's some songs that I'm not going to say, I'm not trying to have you remember the bad times, but hey, look where you at now. You know what I'm saying? I could play a song. you are like, dang, I remember when I was in there, but look at me now. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like music takes you on a journey. And that's all I want to do. I want to take you back. I want to take you Forward, I want you to, you know, you had a bad day today, but guess what? We got new music that's that's out that you, you know, what? Oh shoot, get your mind off or whatever's been you've been going through, or if you had a bad day or anything. So I love that's why I chose music. That's why I chose DJ, and I just feel like you know what? Music is just it's it. It, it gives you everything. It gives you a balance of everything. You know, what I'm saying you gotta be good. You give music, your bad music, the stuff that just you know balances everything out. Um it just takes you on a journey through your past and all that kind of stuff and and, and basically remember it when the good times and
0: enjoy life you know what i'm saying absolutely absolutely has there ever been a time where music uh saved your life literally or figuratively
2: um yeah i guess you could say that i um i could definitely say that um you know i've had music that when i was really going through it and I listen to all genres. I miss to all genres. And, um, but I could definitely say that I had some music that I had, even if I'm in my music room or um, I'm in the car or anything like that, that I had music that I could just sit back, listen to and, you know, just say, you know what? Everything's going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? Everything's going to be fine. Or even some, you got some hard songs. That I just like, you know what? I'm really in a bad space. and you put these songs on and I'd be listening to it, i just like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm good. Everything is going to be good, man. You know what <laughs> I'm saying?
0: Get emotional. Get emotional. Yeah, I get I very emotional it. with it. I get very emotional with it. I get very huh. emotional. Okay. Um, any any advice you would give? uh Uh, Someone that's trying to get to become a DJ, Uh, what advice would you give someone that's looking to get into music and and all the things that you do?
2: Um, Just no music. I mean, honestly, no music. You don't have to be just take your time. It's going to get very frustrating. Plenty of times I thought about throwing in the towel. I can't even lie. And um, I still get my moments at times. Um, but then I have, you know, family and friends support that just keep putting in the air, like, yo, you killing it, or I do an event and they be like, yo, you really did your thing. And that just keeps that's that drive, it keeps me going. But for anybody that's thinking about getting into it, you know, know your music, study your music. Um and and just continue to continue to strive for more. You know what I'm saying? Don't give up. Just don't give up because it's gonna get frustrating. You're gonna get to a point where you feel like somebody else is better. You're going to feel like, you know what? That DJ is doing a little bit more. That DJ got more gigs or that DJ look like he's this and that DJ is doing that. And I I had that same mindset. I used to feel like, you know what? That DJ got more songs than I do. This DJ got better selection. This DJ play a little bit better. This DJ did it. And honestly, I got to the point where I was so frustrated with myself that I felt like throwing in a towel. But then I turned that into, you know what? I want to study these guys. Forget it. Forget you know what I mean? Trying to compare myself to these guys. Let me go ahead and study the things that I like. This piece, I like this piece, I like what he does here, I like what he do here, and then it brought and then I added my own, you know, I yeah, added my own twist to it, and now I'm better, you know what I'm saying? I'm not where right. I want to be, but I'm much better. I'm more comfortable, I'm more confident with my skill, yeah. I'm more confident with DJ. So that's all I would tell somebody that's getting in there to, um, just you know what I mean. Just to state the course, you know what I mean. Don't don't gotcha. look at somebody else's role. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right, right, right. And I and I do see I do see an, an elevation again as as we did some research on you and and you know I had quite a few DJs on here, some of the very popular ones. Um, and which actually when you get on the show, everybody's popular. God damn it, that's it. We <laughs> um, all right. We all. In it. You we know what we mean? are the rich. We are the rich. Show you crazy. We all we popular. Yeah, yeah. Popular. So, uh, there's a question that came in. As a man of color, what is the most liberating aspect of representing R and B and Black culture? That's a good. That's a good question.
2: A really good. Oh, question. and and
0: also someone said DJs saves lives. <laughs> I'm like, <that>. <laughs> <laughs> we really do. Yeah, we really do. I'm telling you, we really do. Um, so you know, as, you know, as a man of color, what you know. Because again you, you you do represent again you don't represent all DJs I think first and foremost you are a black man you represent uh-huh. yourself
2: uh-huh.
0: and and then as a black man this is an excellent question cuz folks again what what you play is very liberating uh-huh. um so so tell us what what are your thoughts what's the most liberating aspect of representing R&B um future? well yeah
2: with the black culture represent R&B honestly it's just I mean, with your music selection and stuff that you play, I mean, it gets to a, I, me personally, me personally, when it's some R&B music, I, I like to make sure um, that we're representing the Black culture. There's certain songs, period, that I always study that I make sure that I try to play. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I make sure that I try to play. Um, but it can be hard at times. It can definitely be hard at times. Um, but it, it can get tough being an African American as well. Um, and with DJing and stuff like that, because as soon as they think, oh, you're playing RB or you playing hip hop or you playing, you know what I mean? You can be, you know, you can they point the finger at you and think that you this and think that you that, and you know what I mean? they'll, they'll label you as something, but um it's just music, you
0: know what I'm saying? Just music. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, let's go to this next question here. So pertaining to DJing, you've said, and I quote, crafting art through dope music is an everyday celebration. Tell us more about your statement and elaborate on it. And these are your words. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I know exactly what i said. <laughs> crafting art through dope music is an everyday celebration.
2: It is. It really is. It really is. And I say that because, um when you, when you're playing your music, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and you putting your work through your, you putting your work through your craft and all that kind of stuff. And you constantly putting, you know what I mean? Working on your craft constantly and, and all that kind of stuff. It feels good to finally see people enjoying with the, the work that you put in. You know what I'm yeah. saying? What I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It feels good. So Absolutely. it's a celebration all the time. It feels good to see people dancing, and it feels good to see people coming to you at the gig and like, can I get your information? You know what I'm saying? Can I get this? Yes. I really want to yes. book you. You know what I'm saying? But they don't see, they don't see the time and the energy and the sleepless nights and the downloading and the this and the studying of another song and all this kind of stuff. They don't see that kind of stuff in the, the time that we put into our craft as DJs. So when we finally go out and we finally, you know, play music and, Everyone is enjoying themselves. It's a huge celebration for everyone. It's a huge celebration for myself as well.
0: Nice, nice. So, with that, that's, that's probably a good segue into this next question that came in. How do you learn music, right? I think there's a difference between just listening to music uh-huh. and actually how do you learn music, right? How, yeah. How so, I- so me
2: personally, in certain ways that I do. I mean, obviously, you raised up around music, you hear. Music all the time. Like I said, my my pops was into music. Uh, my pops was a singer. He had he was in a group. Um, him and his brother was a group. They toured. They did stuff years ago. Um, and then my uncles were all DJs in New York City. But um, how, you, how I learned, obviously, listening. But you can. But it gets to a point when you listening to certain lyrics, you listen to certain beats, and you will, it would trigger you to remember another song that you. Heard before, and you could say, you know what? Oh, this is a sample to this, or this is a sample to that, or this lyric is also on this song. You know what I'm saying? And that's when it comes to studying like that, it takes you to a, a place where you know what? I could go on your, you go on your computer, da, 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 type it up, and now you could implement that into your music and in your mix. You know what I'm saying? So learning music, that's basically. I know you just listening, but you got to really pay attention to the lyrics. You really got to pay attention to the samples. You really got to pay attention to certain beats and all that kind of stuff. And then it would trigger to other songs that you've heard. So honestly, even though we say it sounds really cliche, you know, yeah, just listen to some music. You'll learn. Uh, mm-hmm. but you, you also got to listen, but you got to listen to the lyrics. You got to listen to the beats, listen to the samples. All that kind of stuff goes a long way. You know, I personally, I don't know if any other DJs in here, and I know um, some people that may agree, may not, uh, that may disagree but one of my favorite favorite djs um that knows music and i say study music and uh is jazzy jeff he's one of the the, the greats that i personally feel that knows how to take you all the way back to you know 1950 something with a sample and bring it all the way back to 2020 that you know what I'm saying stuff like that is just like it's amazing it's amazing it's amazing
0: okay yeah, yeah. I, I definitely I think sometimes folks I think what always gets folks first they hit a beat yeah right? knowing that they yeah. hit the beat and they that's what they rock to with. yeah they, you know yeah. that's them the lyrics they don't have a damn clue that's, yeah exactly be me. Yep. Be me. yeah <laughs> So, so, so let's ask this. What's the biggest dream you have yet to accomplish? The biggest dream that I've yet to accomplish? Yes. In music,
2: DJing, or in life? I mean, to be honest with you, um, oh, and in in, in DJing, in, in, in DJing, I would love to be a tour DJ. I would love to, I would love to be a tour DJ. I would love to go to different cities I would love to have an artist. That's what someone was asking me. So what is it with DJing? Yeah, I love DJing. I love having fun in the clubs and the parties and the private parties and the weddings and all that kind of stuff. But if I had it my way, my goal is to sooner or later, I would like to find an artist, an upcoming artist that, you know, I'm not looking for somebody that's already on the stream. And, oh, guess what? I, I want somebody that's up and coming. As much as I'm up and coming, we do this thing together. And then I could be a tour G. I would love to be a tour GJ. That's that's a huge goal to be able to perform in different um arenas and different, you know, venues and all this kind of stuff in different states and just show skill to everybody, you know what I'm saying? All over the world, you know what I mean? Yep,
0: yep So
2: I, yeah. I have not ac- I have not reached that accomplishment yet, but I, I'm I'm getting it, I'm working there. I haven't stopped, the grind hasn't stopped yet, Rich.
0: the, the grind hasn't stopped stay, for it yet, man. Stay stay focused, stay focused. Right, right. Um, Question for you. So what what does your legacy look like for your family and what would you want the world to know most about you?
2: I'm a I'm a family man. I'm a family man. Um, I love my children. I love my wife. Um, I'm a huge family man. Um, I mean, anybody that knows me knows. <laughs> I, besides the DJ, I'm a sports dad. You know what I'm saying? I'm a sports okay. dad. Um, I don't think I miss any practices. I don't miss no games. Um, there's, there's not, there's not, there's not enough miles in between any place that I would go to, to see a game to do anything for these kids and my family or grind for my family. Um, so, um, so yeah. So if anything, my legacy would definitely be like, you know what, besides the music, he loved his children, he loved his family. Um, he he's very involved with his children and his family and very involved um, you know with, when it comes to that
0: yep. okay nice nice we've got a couple of comments here Jazzy Jeff is a master for real so they hear and they listening I and uh, you. tour DJ yes, yes. tour I'm DJ yes. You,
2: tour, tour DJing would be tour DJ is huge man it's, it's yeah. so it would be a crazy opportunity you get to go to all different states. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? And obviously the artist is going to perform. But what people don't understand is before the artist performs, you have a set. You set the tone for your next artist. So you have a 30-minute set to DJ. And you get exactly. to perform. And you get to, you know what I'm saying? So what right. th- What would make, what would happen with tour, tour DJing is that I would have to now learn that city. All right. I've been... Mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm in New York today. I, I got to know all the, who's the hottest artist is out right now. Who's the biggest artist back in the days. Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? I got to make sure I know all of that stuff. So by the time, you know, when performing, you could, you could set the tone for your artist. So I, that's that kind of stuff. It, it, it's the kind of stuff that I, I drive for, man. It's, it's dope. Even now, even though I'm not touring, but just even if like, you know, I had a, a friend of mine literally just called me a, um, a couple of days ago. His, his friend is having a wedding out in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? They born and raised in Atlanta. He has a friend out there. And he was like, yo, why don't you come on DJ? I, I'm excited. But at the same time, I'm like, yo. Perfect. Now okay, I'm on a big deep down to all the Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? What was your right, big right. Atlanta hits? You know what I mean? So I can give them. So when I come out there, I know I could play all the wedding stuff. But when I really dig in, I could do my research and I could play some of that good Atlanta stuff. Some of the stuff that you know what I'm saying?
0: Right, right, right. <laughs> dig in. I like that term. Yeah, so one, of the, one of the questions I always like to ask my guests, because I know you have an engagement you got to get to. Um, yes. Tell us what's uh, what does living a rich life mean to you? DJ protocol.
2: Living a rich life is not necessarily um, money. It's more so accomplishing goals, setting goals for yourself, um, and doing whatever it it takes to accomplish them. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, People would think rich and all the things that some people would first think. You know, think of money and you know, and house and cars and flashy items and that's not it, man. Living a rich life to me is basically um, I've impacted somebody's life today. You know what I'm saying? I've done Absolutely. something to impact somebody's life today. Um, I'm doing stuff like as a DJ and a DJ aspect of it. I'm DJing and somebody had a bad day at work. Somebody had a bad day at home. And I, I gave them an opportunity to enjoy themselves and take their mind off of the you know what, what they got going on. So that kind of stuff is living a rich life to me, man.
0: Okay. All right. And it sounds like all the things that we touch on here at Living a Rich Life, again, good health, strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary yeah. experiences, and philanthropy. Um, yes. So I, I definitely want to thank you for spending time with us today. Um, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure seeing you. I see great things coming. I'm definitely going to be looking for you that, to be that DJ tour yeah. Uh, that, uh, uh, in, in the future I know it's that's coming right. it's just a matter um, again folks this is our featured guest DJ Protocol again thanks for joining um, those that are watching again they can follow him on all social media platforms uh, it's Protocol it's Protocol ITS right? PRO the number two
2: COL on every social media site that's it it's Protocol
0: uh, nice nice so again, this is a wonderful another episode of extraordinary changemakers. Um, thank you to our special guest Aaron Corley from uh, the CEO of Papermade and Paper Press. Thank wow. you, our featured guest DJ Protocol, uh, making you. music, Appreciate keeping uh keeping folks together and keeping them happy, keeping them dancing. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, hopefully, uh, we you know again this is a, a trying time, mm. pandemic. Yeah. Election time is changing. Yeah. All I can say to you folks that are out there watching uh, continue to be inspired to uh, to live a rich life. Once again, I am your host, Rich James. Thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in until uh, next week. Actually, we're going to take a little hiatus. We got something coming for you in November. Um, so look for that. It's going to be some spectacular on the 21st. So save a date. It will be an exclusive event. So once again, this is Be Exposed Radio. I am your host, Living a Rich Life Talk Show, Rich James. Until then, take care of each other. Be safe. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, Rich. All right. Thanks for joining.
2: Thanks.